let me tell you about our spotlight sponsor for the blaze we are grateful for real estate agents i trust if you are a buyer or a seller of a home you need the best real estate agent you can find no guarantee the housing market is going to stay stable man i feel bad for you if you're in a if you're in a blue state Oh, my gosh, you're taking a bath. Uh, It would be. I mean, imagine if you had New York City real estate right now. Oh, my gosh. You had James Altucher on talking about that. I mean, who's coming back? People people said uh, that they know people that left their apartment six months ago. The Mm -hmm. apartment is still uh, empty. That, that never happened no, in New York. No. Never happened. Nope. Anyway, if you're looking to move, uh, you need the right real estate agent for the sell and for the buy. Uh, please check out realestateagentsitrust.com. Just tell us what you need. We'll find the best real estate agent in the area that you are looking for. Um, and then you do your own homework. You check it out. Don't take my word for it. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Big, big, important show today. Stand by. What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. You would imagine that the strongest hurricane to hit Louisiana in 160 years might be a lead story, but it's not. In fact, this is probably the only time I'm going to have time to mention it today. Mercury One already has volunteers and uh, services on the ground in Louisiana ready to offer aid. If you would like to help and be a part of a solution and not a problem, uh, just go to mercuryone.org. Now, let's go to Wisconsin. There was more violence last night, and finally, the uh, the governor said, okay, 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 Donald Trump, help. And so they're sending in troops. We have Ken Cuccinelli, the um, acting acting deputy secretary of DHS. He's going to be on with us in a half hour. And a look at the shooting that happened uh, the night before last in Kenosha. But the truth, not the way the media is spinning it. And because we had reporters on the ground, we know the truth. We share that in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So Sandra was having trouble sleeping for a very, very long time because all throughout the night she would wake up in pain. I mean, if you are like this, you can relate. The problem was inflammation in her joints, that aching feeling you get through your whole body when you have the flu. That's a miserable feeling. That's the way she felt night after night after night. No hope in sight for any kind of change. As she was beginning to despair, a friend told her about Relief Factor. She was skeptical, but she was also desperate. And I think that's where people get when they they order Relief Factor. They're like, okay, I got to try something else. She got her life back. She got her life back. Just in a few days, she said she began feeling a difference. She takes it every day now. I take it three times a day, Monday uh, in the the, uh, morning, uh, lunch, and at dinner, and it has made a huge difference in my life. Relief Factor, not a drug, but developed by doctors. 70% of the people who go on to try it go on to order more. Order the three-week quick start. It's 1995. What do you have to lose besides your pain? 
Get your life back. Go to relieffactor.com now. Relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. Relieffactor.com. Right. There is a story at the blaze. Uh, unfortunately, it's still an exclusive story. It came out uh, yesterday and we pieced the shooting in Kenosha together with all of the videotape that we had daily caller. And we pieced this together yesterday. And by uh, yesterday afternoon, uh, we know we knew what the real story was. The mainstream media is still not picking it up. Go to theblaze.com and read the story. Video evidence appears to show first Kenosha shooting victim charging the shooter. Now, I want to go through this with you. And if we can, um, we're going to play some of the uh, some of the video. If you happen to be watching us on Blaze TV right now, which, by the way, you can watch for free um, the live stream, which doesn't give you everything from Blaze TV, but it gives you a live uh, daily stream on Pluto TV. Um, and I think that's a free app. You just download the app. It's free television. Um, all right. So what we have, what the media is saying is that this guy came down, this 17 year old kid, because he was all hepped up on Donald Trump and guns and he wanted to shoot some people. That's the way the media is spinning this. But I want you to know they're going to have a hard time proving that. With all of the video that we happen to have now on this. First of all, uh, let me play the McGinnis interviews the shooter. Now, this is the guy who is called a murderer now, and he's 17 years old. This happened about a half an hour before the shooting. Listen and watch. What are you doing out here? Obviously, you're armed and uh, you're in front of this so, business we saw burning last night. So, what's up? So, people are getting injured, and our job is to protect this business. And part of my job is to also help people. If there's somebody hurt, I'm running into harm's way. That's why I have my rifle because I need to protect myself, obviously. But I also have my med kit. Okay. So, this seems like a nice kid. And he's not calling for a revolution. He's not, he's saying, I'm here to protect this business. And he's just standing on the side of the street. And he said, I, I'm going to protect myself, but I have the med kit and I'm going to go out and help people. OK, now let's show the uh, video. Do we have the video of the taunt? I don't know if, if we can play this because it has so much extreme um, language. But what we have is the video where the guy who gets shot is seen wearing mar- a maroon shirt capri length jeans which were fabulous white sneaker white socks and a tan belt and he comes up uh to that kid and he is calling him the n-word why he's calling him the n-word i don't know but he's like come on man shoot me in shoot me shoot me in and he's just taunting that kid kid doesn't respond Then we have uh, that video is from uh, Julio Rosas. The next video we have shows that kid being chased by the guy in the capri pants and the red shirt and the tan belt and the white sneakers being chased 
while he's throwing things at that kid, shouting at him. So he is taunting him again, and the kid is running away. Then the third video is the shooting. We have the actual shooting where he is walking around that building where he was interviewed being peaceful just 30 minutes before. He's walking around that building. He turns around and he sees the guy in the capri pants and the red shirt again chasing him. And he's chasing him and he's right up on top of him. He turns around, freaks out, shoots. He doesn't hit the guy, I don't think, at that point. Um, then he continues to run. The guy is continuing to chase him. He turns around, shoots him in the head. Now, that seems like self-defense. Not what you were hearing from Lawrence O'Donnell. Let me play what Lawrence O'Donnell said last night. It does seem, as we sit here tonight, like an inevitable outgrowth of what's been happening with Trump rhetoric, with uh, Trump rhetoric, uh, the concept of uh, open carry and uh, bring my carry. rifle to uh, every public demonstration. And uh, public and there demonstration. You see him, there you see the 17 year old just firing away, right just firing there. away. Uh, okay, I'm, stop. I'm to- so Lawrence O'Donnell is absolutely either uninformed or lying there's only two things so lawrence which is it you're you're uninformed and you're intentionally uninformed you refuse to look for video evidence before you go on national television you had the whole day larry there's video all kinds of video but the problem is it's not from any of your networks because none of the networks are there none of the networks are there why since when don't we have networks covering things like riots in the United States? We had cameras everywhere in the riots in the Middle East. We can't get riots in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Can't get cameras there. You don't want to know the truth. So we have cameras. Cameras don't lie. You can manipulate, but we have it from so many different angles. Now, the one that he was showing, look, there's that guy. He's just shooting people. No, Larry, if you look at the video evidence, we now have the video evidence that the guy he shot in the arm and practically blew the arm off. Do you know what was in the hand of that arm? A gun. He was coming to execute that kid in the street. He was coming. He had a gun and he was pointing it right at the kid. The kid shot his arm. Didn't shoot and killed him. Shot his arm. He dropped the gun. Interesting. This is, thank God for these reporters, but I, I beg of you to pray for them. One of them, I think it was from the Daily Caller, last night was robbed. They took his bulletproof vest. Uh, these guys are in real, real danger, real danger. Uh, and they're doing it because somebody has to record it or it's the Reichstag moment. Look at the lies that are happening on mainstream media. They want to paint this as Donald Trump. It's not Donald Trump. Let me play the mother yesterday. Let me play the mother of Jacob Blake. Now, she just lost her son. Listen to her. 
for you. The, the destruction the that, that has been taking place in cities across the country and in, in, uh, and in Kenosha. I heard you, you speak about that. And my question is, you said that you don't want that in Jacob's name and neither would he. Tell me more about that, please. Absolutely not. My family and I are very hurt. And quite frankly, disgusted. And as his mother, please don't burn up property and cause havoc and tear your own homes down in my son's name. You shouldn't do it. People shouldn't do it anyway. But to use my child or any other mother or father's child, our tragedy, to react in that manner is just not acceptable. Mm. And it's not helping Jacob. It's not helping Jacob or any other men or women. How can I get her to say something bad about Donald Trump? Do you have anything to say, Ms. Jackson, to the politicians who are out there Mm -hmm. or do anything you want to say? (laughs) To the presidents or the candidates or to Trump or Biden or anything. He's saying this about Trump because Trump made a statement about her. President Trump, um, first I want to say a family member, and I don't know if it was heard or not said something that was um, not kind. She is hurting, and um, I do apologize for that. Our outburst that that. does not reflect um, our behavior. Listen to that. And then also- They go to take the camera off her. um, So this. I'm sorry I missed your call, because had I not missed your call, maybe the comments that you made would have been different. And I'm not mad at you at all. Hmm. I have most respect for you as hmm. the leader of our country. What? Hmm? Um, right now, producers like get her off the air, get her off the air, get her off the air. Like I said before, and I'm not saying this to him directly. We should always get the details from the right source hmm. before we start throwing bricks. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, she's obviously grieving and doesn't know what she's talking about. She's, uh, boy, you can't ever really. We hate to have people on who are grieving like that. We should probably stop or vet them more before we have them on. That's amazing. The graciousness, the graciousness of this woman and the common sense, clear thinking. I'm going to tell you what I had a conversation with my kids last night on a way to be killed. You want to be you want to you want to you want to be dead I'm going to show you how to be dead by this afternoon. That's the conversation I had because my daughter came to me and said, um, uh, Dad, now this is my youngest daughter. She said, Dad, this guy was just trying to get into his car to take his kids to school. That's all that was happening. And the police shot him. I said, where did you hear that? Social media. Okay, though, that's not what happened. And so I explained it to them. And I said, I just I want to stop talking about this particular uh, shooting. And I want to tell you right now, kids, the way to die by tonight. If you want to die, I'm going to show you how to do it. I'll share that in 60 seconds. 
all right um right now we are you know your our kids are in school most of them are virtually in school um and we have cyber criminals looking getting on the internet and uh our kids are doing it with laptops and tablets and phones if they have them the most dangerous thing they uh face is what they're actually learning from school marxism black lives matter and everything we covered last night on our special but the second thing, the most dangerous thing for your family while they're now online with school are the cyber criminals, because they can get in on if the school is giving you a new tablet or whatever. It is that protected. Is somebody hacking into that and getting on to your servers and your systems? Good news is you can help your family now stay more private and secure with Norton 360. You're getting a real-time protection from existing and emerging cyber threats, but you also get a VPN and a password manager. A VPN will make sure that nobody's getting into your server. This is bank-grade encryption. Now, nobody can prevent all cybercrime, but Norton is committed to helping you make back-to-school easier and safer, safer for your family. For a special offer, it ends in September. On September 6th, go to Norton.com slash Beck, and you'll get 60% off Norton 360. That's 60% off of Norton 360. It's, uh, it's uh, so well worth it. Something you need to protect your family. Norton.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. All right. Hey, 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 When my daughter started saying this, and like most people, most people, most adults are like 14-year-olds right now. They just see it on social media, and they just buy it. That's not what happened. That's not what happened. However... Take yourself out of that situation. Here's what we should all be telling our kids. Black, white, brown, yellow, doesn't matter. Here's what we should be telling our kids today. If you want to die, here's what I recommend you do. You wrestle police officer to the ground. You first give him back talk. You treat him in a hostile way. Maybe you even tell him you have a weapon. Then you wrestle him to the ground. Or he wrestles you to the ground because you're not doing what he asks you to do. So they wrestle you to the ground. You escape. They pull their guns on you. You see that they pull their guns on you. And they're saying, stop or we'll shoot. Stop or we'll shoot. And you run to a car and you disregard them. And you open your door and lunge for what looks like you're going for your glove compartment. Kids, you'll be dead by this afternoon. So if you want to die, go do that because that'll happen to you. I don't care what color you are. That's how to die. Now, there's another way to die. You can say you're on the side of the police or law and order. There's another way to die or go to jail. And that is you can be Mother Teresa and you're going in to give aid and you want to help the situation. Well, do what Mother Teresa did. Don't pack a gun. If you want to do that, I don't recommend it because you might die just for being an angel of mercy. Um, don't go to a riot. Don't don't for any reason go to a riot. Don't be around a riot. 
don't uh, say, hey, it might be fun to watch the riot. If you want to be an angel of mercy, I suggest you talk to your priest, your rabbi, your bishop, your family and say, hey, I want to do this. And then you can have that conversation of, well, you know, you may not make it home. You may get caught up into something because it's a volatile situation. And then somebody of reason would say, but don't bring a gun. Because unless you're somebody who's really good with a gun, you're probably going to have it turned around on you. Or in this atmosphere, you will definitely, definitely have the situation turned around on you. So if you don't die, you're most likely going to go to jail. Because I don't believe there is such a thing as a fair jury anymore because you're going to be convicted in the press. So you want to go to jail? You want to die? That's how you do it. Now, what parent isn't telling that to their kid? What parent that actually cares about their kid isn't saying those things, isn't pointing to these things and saying, don't do it. Don't do it. The whole world is on a on a on a hair trigger right now. Don't do it. Maybe that's just me. Seems like a fun conversation to have. Hey, kids want to know how to die? That's that's the Glenn Beck home with my kids conversation right, right well, now. No, I didn't. <laughs> it didn't come out of the blue. They no. were they were saying, you know, uh, you know, defending the kid uh, who went for medical help. And I hate to condemn him because I think he was trying to. Do, he seemed like a nice kid um, the, from what we've seen. Mm-hmm. The kid came with medical help and had the rifle and ended up shooting people. Um, you know, he probably wouldn't have been targeted if he didn't have a gun. You have a right to bear arms. You do. Oh, yeah. um, but he this was not his community. He came from Illinois. This was not his community. Yeah. So and, and what parent said to him to their 17 year old son? Oh, you know what? School night. You know what? Here, grab my rifle and uh, go to Kenosha by yourself. Yeah, we have no idea if anyone actually, you know, a parent yeah, no, actually we have no said idea. That. Yeah, that's the part, you know, especially like if you're a former special ops and you're there to, you know, to, to protect a neighborhood, I can completely understand it. You're a guy who, you're a 17-year-old. I mean, that's the, man, that's, I. And I, I yeah. appreciate the fact that I think this kid really was trying to be a good kid. From what we know. Right. And uh, this is what happens when chaos rules because your elected officials won't do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, here's here's a way not to die. Stop electing these morons. This is the Glenn Beck program. <sighs> Goldline. A lot rides on this presidential election. A lot rides on it. The Democrats approach to handling the economy is bad enough. But with the things that have happened so far this year and how far they will go. You think our spending is bad now? Oh my gosh. They're talking about spending trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars. The dollar will be worthless in 18 months. Worthless. I don't know what's going to happen, but I can tell you the key word is chaos. And uh, the the global elite, I believe, are hell bent on destroying capitalism, resetting it and resetting the global currency not to be the U.S. dollar. Please, 
please call Goldline today and do your own homework. Goldline's offering a new free silver coin with the purchase of every gold Liberty coin, the ones that I buy. Goldline, call them right now. Get the free silver special just for being one of my listeners. 866-GOLDLINE. That's 866-GOLDLINE. Call them now, please. And go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and save 10 bucks. This, this is the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Okay, so last night things got out of control again in Wisconsin. I mean, I can't believe we're here even without the uh, conventions. I told you for, what, two years, Wisconsin, I would sell my house right now in Wisconsin. Democratic convention is going to be held there. This is going to be a summer of blood. And uh, and uh, I wouldn't want to own property there because it's going to be riots without the convention. It's happening. And I think worse uh, than than I would have expected uh, this this quickly, at least. And the uh, federal government has finally been allowed in. The governor yesterday said to Donald Trump, OK, OK, help. So he sent them in. Now, we have Ken Cuccinelli uh, on the phone. He's the, um, the uh, let me, I want to get this right here. Hang on, I don't have, even have my glasses on. He is the acting deputy secretary of the uh, Department of Homeland Security. Ken, welcome to the program. Always good to be with you, Glenn. <sighs> so, uh, Ken, you, you guys are in a really tough position um, tell me what you're planning on doing and when does help arrive in Wisconsin? So that's fair to say, but I, I would note that unlike, say, the Portland story that we've all been following for three months, and of course I've been in the middle of it, here we have a governor who at least is willing to use his National Guard for one of the things they are they exist for, right? and that is keeping the peace. Um, he didn't bring enough numbers initially but he kept moving the numbers up to get to a point uh, where they're adequate. And he and the president spoke, of course, and the president has spoken vehemently about his desire for peace in all these communities and the willingness to move people in. And this is the peace through strength plan in, in the civilian environment, Glenn. It's, you know, you bring enough law enforcement responsibly executed um, and there is no violence. We saw that happen in Minneapolis after the tragic killing of George Floyd. As the first reaction in Minneapolis was, give them room to riot, the old Baltimore concept. Well, that didn't work. And uh, so then they brought in the guard, and lo and behold, things were calmed down because those who contemplated violence knew there were consequences. And we're seeing that shift take place in Wisconsin. Do we wish it happened faster? Yes. But uh, you'll see uh, the Department of Justice is moving over 200 uh, marshals, FBI agents, ATF agents into Kenosha. Um, They've uh, also got extra prosecution help up there, all in addition to the uh, to the guard commitments from the president and the willingness of Governor Evers to use them. So here's the problem that we have. The left uh, has run unchecked. 
And the American people, I mean, five million new gun owners in the United States just in the first quarter of, of this year or second quarter of this year. Um, and that's all because people feel like there's there's nobody to protect me. This is why the Second Amendment says a well-regulated militia and a militia is happening as your last resort. There's there's nobody coming to help you. And that's, I think, where people are starting to feel. And that becomes very dangerous. So how do you guys um, at the federal level, because I'm a I'm a federalist, I believe in the state power. Yeah, you too. <laughs> so how do you balance this so it doesn't spiral out of control? Because the left wants a fight. They want it. They do in many respects. I mean, you can see lots of these politicians on the left who encourage the violent protesters but without condemning the violent. Correct. And, um, and, and, and even using the phrase violent protesters is not accurate. Those are rioters and criminals and yeah. in some cases terrorists. So, um, you know, we, we, we do, need to, do need to fix that even myself. But, but uh, that kind of encouragement reaches a situation like we saw in Portland last weekend where you then get, and Kenosha, frankly, you get people who don't believe that law enforcement is going to be provided or allowed to do its job adequately, and they start showing up to do it. And very uh, sort of frontier mentality, if you will, in some cases. Uh, but also, it's other groups who, who are looking to fight. And if you don't calm that violence soon and relatively quickly, you invite that kind of you do. violence, which really spirals out of control. That that's a, that's war in the streets um, between different Americans, and they may all be uh, misbehaving, to put it mildly. But but they're they've been given free reign to do so by the left wing leadership in those communities. And you then you ask the Federalist question, which is one I'm very sensitive to. I'm sure that's no surprise to you. Um, that we have limited federal jurisdiction. The federal government isn't just another police. Um, we can't be office. Yeah, and we can't be. No, we don't want that. That is a you know. It's really you bad. Do get what you vote for. Yes. And in Portland, they're getting destruction, and they're not going to. I mean, who would you open a business in Portland in the next fifty years? No. I would. No, no, and, it's going to destroy and, these and, cities. It is going to destroy these cities. So, That's right. And 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 the people least able to adjust to that are the poorest people in those cities so ken help me out on this you're you used to be the uh attorney general for the state of virginia um this kid that shot the guy in the head the other day and then shot the other guy in the arm he is being painted as you know just this militia white supremacist kind of guy I would not want my kid down there. I would tell them not to go. I would say, even if you want to be an angel of mercy, then you have to be like Mother Teresa. Don't bring a gun. Um, it's a dangerous, dangerous situation. However, we have him on tape a half hour before uh, talking about his view. He seems like he's just there. He's like, look, I'm only bringing my gun because I'm not stupid. I know it's dangerous and I'm going to defend myself, uh, but I'm here to do medical aid. Then you have the guy who was killed. We have him on three different occasions taunting and chasing and tackling this kid. The third time is when he turns because he's right on top of him and shoots. And he continues to uh, chase him, and then he shoots him in the head. 
Then the other guy that he shoots while he's laying down, we have video of that guy approaching him with a gun, pointing it to him like execution style, and that's when he shoots that guy's arm off. They're charging him with first-degree murder. How? How? Well, that, that, that's a pretty knee-jerk reaction, um, and... You know, they're charging him because he shot people, but you're going to see undoubtedly the self-defense argument made. I, I tweeted on this yesterday, noting with a lot of the interviews that this kid happened to give beforehand, um, he was not speaking against any of the people protesting or any not of the views. No. So, so, you know, you've got to, and my point in, that I was tweeting about is this is, this is complex investigation. And to your point, that the instant labeling is likely inaccurate, though I don't have enough information to draw conclusions. Neither so do I. I don't want to do that either. But yeah. my, my point is, neither does anybody else. Correct. And, and um, but there's a desire to paint a narrative out there that uh, there's a lot of evidence just with this particular kid that doesn't seem to fit. So um, I would note that to our earlier discussion. When you let violence run amok like this, you get people who just feel like they're, you know, f- doing their duty backing up police. Correct. Obviously, without the training, without the coordination uh, of mutual support of other security forces, um, going out there and, and uh, trying to do what this kid was doing. And right. you end up with this kind of scattered violence. And, uh, and I don't think anybody wants that no. anywhere in any of their cities. And yet, I mean, Kenosha, it's not like, I know. you know, Detroit. I know, but I, 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 I tell this, you, Ken, could be any city in America. They, they, we had several reports last night of neighborhoods, um, people walking down the street, three o'clock in the morning, wake up, wake up, you know, give us your hey, houses. Got, that, what that's got emails from Richmond. You know, there's nothing has happened in Richmond, per se. I got an email yet this morning about incidents like this from last night. And when that multiple gunshots as well, when that happens, you will have, you know, citizens watch uh, parties and they'll have guns. And because if they feel the police are not going to help them, they will band together. And that's a bad situation. But I completely understand it. If I think police are not coming to my neighborhood you damn right i've got a gun and i'll shoot you on my property well and and honestly uh self-defense is the most the single most important thing the second amendment is for right right so um there were no police in 1791 when uh when that was ratified and um you know there weren't for many many years in the united states so people are used to the cultural requirement of Protecting. At least being protect, being the, their first line of defense. You Correct. know, we are our own first line of defense. Correct. And when you are in cities where you've got politicians who refuse, as we see in Portland, to uh, to do police work, um, then you can fully expect to see more of this kind of response. People are going to take things on themselves, and they don't have, you know, crowd control munitions. When they're threatened, they only have one next step to go to. And that's shooting for self-defense. And if we want to avoid this, we need we need better leadership in many of these cities. Ken, I know you are uh, you're a little busy uh, today, so I, I, I know your time pressure. Let me just ask you one more question. I started yeah. the show saying 
normally the biggest storm to hit Louisiana in 160 years, the most powerful storm to hit that uh, area in 160 years would be the lead story in all anybody's talking about. But we have so many other things. I don't want right. to lose sight of that. What are you guys doing down there? So Laura made landfall at 2 a.m. this morning, Eastern time. It was it came with a big storm surge very big and you know we we measure these hurricanes on wind but the water does so much damage and Mm -hmm. and, uh and that's that's where our fear uh resides more than anything Uh, we pre-positioned uh 500,000 meals 800,000 liters of water um and numerous teams to be prepared to respond uh as soon as uh the danger struck and all our teams are in action right now uh laura has not moved out of louisiana it's moving northeast um, probably crossing the state for the duration of the day, headed into Arkansas. Mm. And uh, you know, the secretaries talked to uh, both governors um, uh, yesterday. And, you know, there's much teamwork and preparation as we can do is in place. Um, and we in the federal government are supportive. That's our role is to support the state and local responses. And while Louisiana's experience at this, it's not the kind of experience any state wants. Yeah. So we're, we're prepared to uh, do an awful lot of work to, to help keep folks safe there and to help those communities recover. Because- um, and that's something the pre- president already declared emergencies. He's got, he's, he's got us leaning forward as far as we can. Um, 81 miles north of Lake Charles, the real scary thing in New Orleans really is uh, New Orleans because it's just a bowl. Uh, and yeah. if it fills up, how is New Orleans doing? Have you heard? Um, well, as of yesterday, I actually talked to folks in New Orleans, and, and um, when you compare weather across the whole front, they were doing pretty well. Good. Um, Good. As, as you know, uh, you know, we talked about water. Um, the flooding can, can hit New Orleans later. It doesn't have to be immediate. So that's something that the army corps and uh the rest of us will keep our eye on as well thank ken thank you very much ken cuccinelli from the department of homeland security thank you i feel so much better having somebody like that in the department of homeland security where he is such a strong federalist does not want federal control of uh of uh police all right i want to tell you about jason he's from texas he wrote in and he said i have a nine-year-old great dane with a thyroid problem. Oh, my God. He said she would recently sleep 23 hours out of the day. That was before he tried rough greens. He said, I can't believe the difference. She does a happy dance all the way to her bowls with my dog. She is so much more active, even jumped on my shoulders twice last week. Boy, she hadn't been able to do that in five years. <laughs> That's my dog. I think I'd probably cut down on the rough greens there myself. He said it's been an amazing transformation. He says it's not a dog food. It's right. It's a supplement. And she loves it. So all you do is you put it on your dog's food that you're you're feeding them. And it has all of the stuff that they love and all of the stuff that they need. You will see a difference in your dog. My dog is amazing now. Amazing. Give your dog a Rough Greens 14-day jumpstart bag today. $14.95. See the difference in your dog in 14 days or less. Uh, I will tell you, I've been feeding Uno this for about six months, and I keep seeing changes. I mean, we were talking about last night. We were sitting on the couch watching the convention, and uh, and he came up, kept coming up with his ball, like, come on, come on, let's play it. Come on, let's play it. It's like, it's 10 o'clock at night, dude. He's young again. 
roughgreens.com slash beck roughgreens.com slash beck call them now you're listening to glenn beck welcome to the glenn beck program hey it's another fun day isn't it still it's another fun Every day is fun, Glenn. <laughs> 2020 is the greatest year of all time. It really is. It really is. I heard, somebody des- I heard somebody describe 2020 as having an argument with somebody who keeps trying to leave the room and then comes back and goes, and another thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing I keep getting scared about is every year since at least 2015, people are like, oh, I can't wait for 2016. And then it was, oh, I can't wait for 2017. This year's been a disaster. And every year, everyone says it at the end of the year. And every year I'm is not worse. hoping for 2021. 2021 is going no. to be worse. Enjoy Can you imagine the glory what 20 days of your pandemic? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you imagine what 2025 is going to be like? Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. You'd be like, look, there's, a, there's an acre over there that's not on fire. <laughs> <laughs> hey, little Bobby doesn't have the chip in his head yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a scary, I mean, it's a scary time. It really is. But you know what? I, I was, you know, because as you know, as a conservative, was totally for uh, white police officers just going after black people for no reason whatsoever until they canceled those NBA games last night. Now I'm against racism. So that really worked. <laughs> thanks, uh, you know what? Thanks I, a lot, guys. I, I was shocked by uh, with the with the NBA uh, news. And, you know, I don't follow sports, but I was shocked. I think everybody was. The WNBA is still in existence? Yeah. And playing? Yes. Incredible, wow. I, right? Who knew? Who knew? Shocking, shocking news every single day. So what's the number one sign of a bad home security system? A home security system that is so complicated that you never use it. That is exactly the type of security system that Simply Safe has spent a decade fighting against. They believe that simpler is safer. And it's exactly why Simply Safe is the home security for right now. When feeling safe at home has never been more important, Simply Safe is there. Simply Safe was designed to be easy to use while protecting your whole home 24/7. You can order online with a click of a button. Nobody's coming to your house. You open a box, place the sensors up, plug it in, and your home is protected around the clock. No technician, no salespeople. They don't disrupt your life, and you don't need to pay any outrageous monthly fees or sign a 2-year contract. This is why Simply Safe was named best over all home security of 2020 by US News and World Report. Head to simplysafebeck.com and get a free HD camera just because you listen to my show at simplysafebeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck program. Let me talk to you about um, American y- financing? Yeah, your your finances and 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 saving money right now. The world is in chaos. You need to have um, your your payments on everything as low as they possibly can be. You need to take advantage of this crisis. Don't let this crisis go to waste and take advantage of the Fed rate. You can get a, uh, an, a loan now for in the threes. Twos. Twos even. Yeah. yeah that, some that's of the twos. crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. You just did work with American Financing. Yeah, still in the middle of it. Yeah. Um, and you can save so much money. Please call American Financing. Um, people are are doing this all over the country. Uh, there's been like a 125% increase of people refinancing right now. Um, get 
in touch uh, with American Financing right now. In 10 minutes, they can tell you if they can save you money or not. And sometimes it's hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. So call them. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. If you're buying a new house, you want a refi, you want a consolidation loan. These are the people I trust. It's AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net. Floods, fires, hurricanes, earthquakes, uh, let's see, riots, wars, rumors of wars. I mean, hello. Welcome to America 2021. The what would be a lead story in any other parallel world. Uh, the uh, the landfall of Hurricane Laura. Laura slammed into Louisiana. The highest winds, the um, most destructive force of a hurricane in Louisiana in 160 years. Um, we, Our thoughts and prayers are with those people in Louisiana in the path of these storms. But I want you to know Mercury One is also already on the ground. If you want to help them, please just go to mercuryone.org and donate. You can help, uh, help your neighbors in Louisiana. We've got to keep track of the people that we we are and continue to help kenosha wisconsin finally national guard and uh, fbi and atf all of them are coming in at request of the governor but there's a lot to talk about and we have a first-hand witness to uh, talk about that in the bottom of the hour but also something else that's got to be on your radar and i know nobody's talking about it but it's got to be on your radar our kids right now are being trained to be change makers they are trained to be black lives matter activists in schools we last night exposed a dump a, a, a document dump from what's being taught in schools all across the country this fall you need to see it and you need to get out in front of it but it's worse than what we told you last night we're going to continue in 60 seconds this is the glenn beck program <sighs> But other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? Uh, let, let me uh, tell you about Relief Factor. Um, the best testimony I think I can give you of Relief Factor is I was uh, feeling fine, been feeling great. My uh, niece came to the house. She has bad back pain. And she said, Uncle Glenn, is, does Relief Factor really work? And I said, yes. And she said, well, I know you say that on the air. She said, and I know that you wouldn't endorse it, but really? And I said, Yes. And uh, so I gave her my bag of relief factor, which meant that I stopped taking it until I could get another bag. But people are stupid. We, we always do the same thing. Once we feel better, we're like, oh, I don't need this medication anymore. And I, I actually my wife looked at me like, dummy, don't give that all away. And uh, but I gave it all away. And uh, and my thought was, I've been feeling great lately. Within a couple of days, my pain came back so badly. I mean, I was wrapped from head to toe. My hands, I was, it was almost like I was crippled with my hands. It was horrible. I learned my lesson. 
Don't give my full bag of uh, relief factor away. Save some until the next bag comes. Save some. Relief factor. Please give it a try. You have nothing to lose but the pain. Get your life back. Relieffactor.com. 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. It's relieffactor.com. So last night on our Wednesday night special, you can just find that uh, on demand at Glenn TV. You just go to uh, you just go to blazetv.com slash Glenn uh, and then look for uh, Glenn TV and it will be our Wednesday night special there. Uh, and last night's uh, special uh, was about brainwashed. Your kids are being brainwashed. Black Lives Matter have hijacked our schools and we showed you. Just some of the things, all of the documents that we presented uh, last night and a lot more are available at glenbeck.com. We ask for volunteers that will go through these these um, uh, dossiers, if you will. They're, they're, it's not 800 pages. It's 800 files. Uh, and we need people that are just, you know, bookworms that just go through this stuff and show us what we're missing um, and uh, and and help us out on research because we're a little overwhelmed with all of this stuff. We have a very good friend of the uh, program, um, Yako Buins. He is the president and founder of Share Together. Uh, and he is he's a guy from South Africa who just has a passion uh, for children uh has a passion for slavery ending slavery kind of a good one to have yako is with us now i was talking to him the other day and told him what we had uncovered in our schools and he he told me something that i hadn't even heard about that is is being introduced into all of our schools and i don't think you're going to be comfortable with it uh yako welcome to the program Glenn, thank you. It's it's an honor to be with you. And I will tell you that special last night was so timely, so on point. Uh, I want to thank you and the whole staff at The Blaze and, and your team. It was excellent. Um, you know, Yako, I think, and, and, and also the things that we're going to present with you in a follow-up special, um, I think the average person will think, oh, that's not happening at my school, or... Uh, why am I not hearing about this everywhere? And and the the uh, the knee jerk reaction I think for most is just blow it off. I've got other things to worry about. Yeah, absolutely. Look, the American, the general American public's radar, what we call situational awareness, is zero. We don't know what's going on in our country because we are very comfortable, and it's a good thing because we are free. We are a free people about on the brink to lose freedom and i've lived under you know regimes where freedom wasn't there but we're we're going to talk to you glenn in in addition to what you did last night about something that's in the school system that's going to make the parents spine tingle it's going to shake them to the core you unveiled last night shook me to the core and i'm in this fight for children every day of my life and this is a multi-pronged attack and you highlighted just skimmed the surface on what you've uncovered on one of these angles. And this is how you dismantle a society. You've got to hit it from multiple angles. And our children, hear me today, the target is the children because the children is the future. If you can corrupt the children, you can corrupt America. That was Hitler. And you are. And, Everybody, and, and, and Yako, I've said this several times, um, but I stand by it. This isn't the Hitler youth, but this is the seeds of the Hitler youth. Yeah. These are, this That's is right. how they did it. 
and you've got to turn the children against the parents and you have to teach them that your parents don't know they're old they're living in an old world they don't really understand so you you need to tell us if your parents are are you know haters or disagree with these things and that is in some of this document um and you are you have been working on something that was brought in by gavin newsom into california and i just want to just want to hit on this because there are votes that are coming quickly but yeah tell me what tell me what this is in, in your case, you're talking about an indoctrination of the children through political and societal re- rhetoric. In our case, we're talking about them using the same groups using sex in the classroom, but, 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 using sex as a weapon, Glenn, yeah. as a weapon against our youth. And Gavin Newsom volunteered and said, we will be first. California will be first. This, this program was tested in Africa. Then Europe, they tested it. It was birthed in the World Health Organization. And Gavin Newsom said, I'll be first. And Governor Inslee said, I'll be second. Now it's going to be tested uh, here in Texas, not tested, implemented in Texas. A vote comes down on uh, September 4th, and it's most likely going to be in your schools. And when you see it, uh, every, every adult I have shared this with have all said, I'm sick to my stomach. Um, it yeah. it talks about mutual masturbation for third graders. So if Johnny right. and Luke want to go out and pleasure each other, it's encouraged. This kind of stuff goes right in line with Black Lives Matter and what they are pushing as well. Remember, they're they're pushing an end to sexual norms. They're pushing an end to the uh, nuclear family and all of the things that the Western world has said. This is good. This is bad. They want to flip all of those things. So this is not separate from Black Lives Matter. These are the same people, same groups, same kinds of people. 100%. It's like a boxer. You need a jab and an uppercut, right? And so they'll deliver the jab with political rhetoric, and then they'll bring the most violent weapon of all, sex, immorality, destroying young lives. Because if you can destroy that life morally, that, that child, when he's in his 20s, 30s, will fasten the ankle bracelets to government himself. He'll be a subordinate. And he'll be trained in the classroom, as you showed us last night, what rhetoric to follow, what lies to spew, and they'll literally become subordinates. But they have to break the children. They'll indoctrinate them. You said last night, open mind, in comes their rhetoric, and if you can break them morally by having them agree, things such as what we're going to unveil through your show, giving children sexual agency at age three. The parents do not have agency, sexual agency. And Texas has to wake up. This is in over 27 states in the United States. It's being mandated like a brush fire through our country. It is literally to break the children morally and then indoctrinate them with this far left rhetoric yako thank you so much for what you do thank you for the help you're you're working with us on a couple of specials and uh uh thank god for people like you thank you so much president and founder of uh share together yako bullions um the host of the yako bullions show you can find that also you can uh follow him at uh well you won't know how to spell it anyway but just go to share together now.org 
Booyans Jacko at Booyans Jacko uh, Jacko, uh, on Twitter as well. Okay, Um, I got a letter in really disturbing and I want an expert to answer it. Uh, We'll do that in 60 seconds. Stand by. All right, my Patriot Supply. I mean, do I need to give you a list of why you should uh, stock up on food? Um, Let me tell you that yesterday uh, I met with my um, security staff and I said, I am putting you on DEFCON 1 notice. Uh, Start the engines. And I want to make sure that we are completely up to date and up to speed on anything because I believe that a, a civil war could break out at any time. I don't think it's impossible to think that we will be in civil war in by Christmas. I hope to God that's not it. I pray that it doesn't happen, but we need miracles more than ever. Um, and, uh, and we also need to be prepared. Uh, so please, please prepare. My Patriot Supply, last time they were on, um, it was uh, when COVID hit, and I did, I think, like five commercials, and they were so backed up, they had to stop doing commercials so they could catch up. This is the first week they're back. This is commercial number three that, I, that, I'm, that I've read, uh, and um, they have expanded and gotten ready for a big rush, but I- I'm telling you, don't delay. Please don't delay. Get at least a four-week supply of emergency food from My Patriot Supply, the original Patriot Preparedness Company, MyPatriotSupply.com. Do it right now. MyPatriotSupply.com. Ten seconds, station ID. So yesterday... I had uh, Rebecca Friedrichs on. She she wrote a book called uh, Standing Up to Goliath, and she's the founder and president of For Kids and Country. Um, and she she just gave the speech at the RNC on the teachers union. She knows exactly what's going on, and she's very brave, used to be a teacher, now standing up against the teachers union. And that is the problem, the teachers union. Um, and Rebecca, welcome to the uh, the program first of all did we miss anything last night in our special that you thought we really needed to hit oh your special was so great there i mean there's just millions of things we could have added to it yeah um you know some things i would love to address later and and just help your you and your listeners to understand on a deeper level but you are on the right track okay and um, i would love to help okay so it's amazing how many people reached out uh for uh, to the show with additional information uh, last night, and I do want to have you in, and I do want to have uh, a a long conversation with you, probably on radio for sure, um, because it's the the broadest audience, um, and we'll do some specials um, on this as well. Yeah. Let me great. let me give you a uh, an email that I got last night, and it's this I, this is just one of many like this. Dear Mr. Beck, I live in a small Missouri town in the center of rural America. After hearing your show this morning, I called my son's school politely 
and I asked them to find out what my child would be learning this year in reference to Black Lives Matter, social justice, and the history of oppression. The secretary that answered the phone continued to say, I don't understand what you're asking, but we have to have the name of the student. I politely declined to name my child because I assumed it would be public information and I didn't want to take the chance my son being singled out due to my questions. Secretary reluctantly took my number and first name. She said she would pass it on to the superintendent and she hung up on me in mid-sentence. So the superintendent called me back a few hours later and I explained to him that I simply want to know how I can find out what my child will be learning this week, this year. Um, the tone from him immediately was condescending. And after asking for some clarification on some of his answers, I was accused of wanting to argue regardless of what he said. I assured him that was not my attention or what was happening. The end result was him finally telling me that I should email each teacher and ask them what lessons would be, as he didn't know what every individual teacher taught. So I asked for clarification once again. How can you tell me that there's nothing like that in this area? and then say you don't know what teachers are teaching i was then called crazy paranoid and once again asked for my son's information i politely refused again i explained that i didn't want my son being targeted regardless of how small the chance was i was called such an imaginative thinker and hung up on this is this is the usual response um that people are made to feel stupid and like conspiracy yeah. theories, uh, theorists. Yeah. Okay, Glenn, your listener's experience is exactly the same experience of every parent and every teacher I know who has tried to push back against all of this agenda. And so last night you said something, you'll lose your children. That's not hyperbole. You are exactly accurate about that. And that is what's happening to this parent, this, this mother who sent this letter to you. It's a father. The, but yeah, go ahead. Oh, the father. Well, mm-hmm. good for him. We need our men stepping yeah. up. Thank you, father. Get out there, dads. So th- what this father experienced, these school districts are so fully controlled by the teachers unions who are Marxists. So people need to understand when you go in to talk to the secretary, why isn't she just handing you the curricula? That's what should happen. You have every right to see the curricula. The reason you don't is because the teachers unions are in full control of the schools. And and even if you're in a safe state like Tennessee, do not blink your eyes. They're there. They're in every single state. And the state teachers unions are just as brutal as the national teachers unions in every single state. So their goal is to fully undermine parental authority. That's what Marxists do. Mm-hmm. They want your kids. So in fact, just, just so your listeners know, in most states right now, a parent cannot even view their, children's own, um, their own child's medical records when the child's 14 years old. And they're trying to push for younger years. Parents have no idea. We've already lost so, so many of our rights as parents. That's what this parent is experiencing. What do they mean they can't tell us what each teacher is teaching? That is ridiculous. They should know what every teacher is teaching. And if they're teaching something inappropriate, they should be fired. But the problem is they want teachers to teach something inappropriate. And they want to undermine parents. So what does this person do? They've been humiliated. They've gone to the superintendent of schools. I'm sure they're going to go to the the um, uh, the teachers. But the what his concern is: my child's going to be targeted now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And his child will be targeted if they figured out who he is. 
That's what they do. They isolate people, even children. So last night, you and Secretary DeVos were talking about how parents should approach their local school boards and they should approach their state legislators for help. Well, that would be a good idea if the school board and the legislatures weren't corrupt. So in some instances, you can talk to your school board, but it's rare. Obviously, this guy can't. They're corrupt. So um, in California, we have done this. We have gone to the state legislature and been bullied. um, And we've been bullied by local school boards, county school boards, by all sorts of, quote unquote, public servants. So my goal is to make government unions outlawed. That is my number one goal in life to make sure that they cannot be in existence anymore in our government schools. Uh, We shouldn't even have government run schools. They should be local. So I would encourage this dad to, to, you know, he can reach out to us um, and, and get on board with helping to expose what's going on in these schools. Okay. So sharing it with you. All right. So here, here's what I I would love to have you on. Maybe we'll do this next week. I, I would love to have you on and, and, and gather the information of, uh, I mean, people need to start if they've got a union we need a union we need a union of parents all across this country that are standing together in one block so yeah. if you can tell yeah. us how to do that and how to um mm-hmm. approach our schools what to do how to organize in our in our own schools i mean we we're yeah. so far behind the eight ball because we're not organizers we're just doers exactly well you know what glenn we started an organization called Four Kids and Country. The whole idea behind our organization is to help get parents and teachers, good ones, standing together to reclaim our schools, to okay. restore things. This is, this is our whole mission. And uh, we're just thrilled uh, to have you on board now because we're small and we're new and we don't have a loud voice. So with someone like you helping, there's no stopping us. Well, um, I urge you to go for kids and country. Um, and as Rebecca just said, uh, this is not hyperbole. You know you're on the verge of losing your country. You feel it. Whether you want to recognize it or not, you feel something is very wrong and something dangerous is coming. I'm telling you right now, you are also on the verge of losing your children. And you must stand against these teachers' unions. Um, go to forkidsandcountry.org. Watch the special on demand now, The Blaze, last night's Glenn TV special. This is the Glenn Beck Program. <sighs> All right, blinds.com. Oh. Hey, let me worry about my house and the blinds and everything else. No, let me take that pressure off you. You don't have to worry about any of it. You want some window coverings. They look like crap. It looks like, you know, you live in uh, Kenosha and uh, a bunch of Black Lives Matter people were scrawling through your blinds to get to your house. Uh, you can fix that easily. Blinds.com, windows uh, for the, the shades, shutters, drapes, whatever it is you want. They can handle it from start to finish, or you can do it yourself. They make it really easy. The savings are enormous, and it'll be perfect fit for your windows, guaranteed. It's blinds.com. Take advantage of this week's special savings on interior blinds, shades, shutters, even outdoor shades. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's blinds.com. Do it now. Blinds.com. Tanya and I, they, they have like 30,000 five-star reviews on, uh, you know, on Google or wherever. I don't actually do that because I don't like Google and everybody else. But Blinds.com, five-star review from Tanya and I. We've used them several times. 
You can catch that special that we talked about. Uh, it's online right now, blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks on your subscription. Man, I, uh, oof. There's so many things going on today, and we want to keep track of as many as we can and bring you up to speed. Yesterday, we told you what was going on in Kenosha and the shooting that happened. Um, and uh, this morning, we had the uh, deputy secretary or a, a, a assistant secretary of DHS on with us, Ken Cuccinelli. He was talking about the National Guard. Uh, not only going down to Louisiana and everything that's been happening with the federal government down in Louisiana, but also the uh, Wisconsin governor finally said to uh, Donald Trump, okay, okay, we'll take your help. So they're on their way up to Kenosha. One of the, the really, the only reason we know what's going on and that there is a, a chance that what's now being called the Rittenhouse incident um is is known and doesn't become the reichstag fire is because we have people on the ground really brave reporters who are willing to go in uh and and videotape and so we have this incident from like four different angles now none of them from the networks the networks are saying this was straight up murder well uh i don't know i think you could make a case that uh not even close but we'll see how this plays out. Richie McGinnis, he is with the Daily Caller, and he is the chief video director, and he has been there. In fact, he's the guy who first rushed to the guy that was shot in the head and helped him into the ambulance, uh, helped carry his body to help. Uh, and Richie is with us now. Richie, how are you? I'm good, Glenn. Thanks for having me on. First of all, I mean this sincerely. It's not just a quick, how are you? Uh, you guys have got to be you're running on very little sleep and there's got to be some PTSD uh, going on. Are you are you sleeping? Are you doing all right? Well, last night I, I slept quite well, actually. And I, okay. I think it actually took me a bit of time to sink in. Yeah. But I, it, yeah, I mean, as far as that, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that our first responders and law enforcement do. I know. Um, do you do you have a bulletproof vest? Not yet, but okay. I think I, I should get it. Uh, you have one coming because I'm out in front of me the other night. Yeah, I think I should get one. Yeah, okay. So I would, I would like to supply you with one, uh, and I will I'll get you a vest, and we'll see what we can do to um, protect you. I know you, you know, you don't work with me, and we don't really, you know, know each other. But I really respect what you're doing, and I really thank you uh, for. Uh, being there to document it because we're in real trouble if somebody doesn't do what you're doing. Um, tell me, tell me exactly what happened um, that night. What did you see? So actually right before the shooting took place, I witnessed the riot control clear out protesters from an area that had been burned out two consecutive nights and actually, the night prior to the shooting, I saw the business that Kyle was standing in front of burning with the business owners and some employees of that business using a power washer to try to put out the fire because, because the fire trucks weren't coming. And so the next night, I saw Kyle, along with a number of other armed men, some of them were also on the roof of the business, 
uh, standing with uh, what looked to be AR-15, uh, in, in, at least over Kyle's shoulder. And I immediately asked if any of them would be interested in doing an interview as to why they were there. And Kyle volunteered. He actually didn't volunteer his name, but he said that he was willing to appear on camera and give an interview. So I interviewed him for about two and a half minutes. And actually, after the interview concluded, they said, you know, we're going to go try to find, uh, if anybody needs medical aid after this, the, after the riot control just came through and tear gas people. So they actually went out into the crowd to let the dealership to, uh, Kyle was trying, shouting out, does anybody need medical aid? Does anybody need medical aid? And that was just uh, a few minutes before everything took place. So that was where everything started. And obviously things descended into chaos very quickly after that. Is there any indication from you, Richie, that he uh, was, you know, a white supremacist, that he had the intention of going out and shooting people? Or, I mean, they're, they're charging him with first-degree murder. Um, any, any indication that that's who this guy was? So obviously, I'm not going to speculate on the, the legal side of things, you know, whether it was murder, whether it was self-defense. Yeah. That's, that's a force to decide. But what I, what I can say is that during the brief time that I met him, he came across as a very young and innocent kid who mm-hmm. uh, did not know the gravity of the situation that he was in. And, you know, again, I only spoke to him for about two minutes, and that was the first time I had ever even seen him before. But that was my first perception. He told me that he was there both to protect the business and to make sure that uh, anybody who needed medical aid would get it. Um, and he also did note the absence of police and the necessity for, for somebody to provide a degree of law and order. So that was, you know, it was, again, it was only about a two and a half minute interaction. So, so I, I, yeah. Right. Uh, okay. So w- w- you were there when he was, he didn't trip and fall. He was kicked to the ground. Uh, and a guy came at him with a skateboard, was going to beat him with that. Another guy came at him with a gun. Um, I mean, he, he, it, this looks like total self-defense to me. Did you see, did you witness that part of the shooting too? Or were you with? Uh, no. So actually I was in the hospital by then. Okay. The, well, actually I was heading to the hospital by then. The shooting that I witnessed was the first shooting, which right. is the one playing right now. And that was uh, when things really started. I believe that the second shooting, that took place right. very, very soon after. But after the shots were fired, people were just looking for individuals with guns to, you know, um, to so, detain or whatever. So but, even, um, even, the, New York, even the New York Times said in their TikTok that they released today that um, the, the guy who was shot was... Uh, pursuing we have him on tape as being a real antagonist to these guys um, calling them all kinds of names that we can't say on the air the n-word etc etc he was picking a fight he had tried to jump uh, Rittenhouse several uh, times at least two that we know of and when you look at what the New York Times is reporting they're saying that uh, and you can see it on the videotape your videotape um, there, uh, there is a shot. He's running. He sees the guy behind him. He hears a shot. He thinks he's being fired at. He turns around, tries to shoot at the guy. The guy continues to chase him. I think it's six shots ring out from elsewhere um, that you can you can hear, right? Yeah, actually, um, that was my two of my colleagues uh, who 
who filmed the video, I was actually six or seven feet behind them. And once I realized that this situation was turning into a situation where somebody was going to get shot, I actually focused more on what was in front of me than yeah, anything uh, else. my phone in my hand. And actually, I was about seven feet behind them when uh, the individual who was shot uh, reached for Kyle's weapon. I, I saw that happen, and he basically avoided the reach and then fired what i saw were three shots from kyle's gun but i also heard some other shots coming from elsewhere so you but it all happened you were behind did you fear for your life is it reasonable to believe that that kyle was freaking out thinking they were shooting at him yes so actually i was running behind them because me being the middle of three brothers my first instinct was to yell at them to to chill out because I knew, and I've been in Seattle, I've been in Portland, I've been in New York, I've been in DC. These, these protest zones, things spiral out of control very quickly. So knowing that Kyle was a young man that I just interviewed with a very powerful weapon in his hands, I was trying to emphasize the fact that everybody just needed to stop because this was gonna get bad quickly. And, and basically the moment that I was doing that, I was running behind them, Kyle turned around. And I'm not sure if he turned around because a shot rang out or if he turned around because the man was pursuing him and he felt cornered. But uh, what I do know is that the moment that he turned around, I entered the line of fire because I was behind that man, just about seven feet. And you can see in the video, I'm actually standing right there. I take about two steps back. I'm not sure if it was Kyle's weapon or if it was the other shots that were fired, but I felt some concrete hit my legs. Mm. And I assumed that that was some kind of ricochet or something. But once I realized that I actually hadn't been hit, I uh, ran over to provide medical aid to the man who was lying lifeless on the ground. And I actually didn't realize at the time I saw Kyle run and I assumed that he was gone, but he actually goes around the car and comes up behind me as I'm kneeled over him. And I actually turned and just saw legs next to me. And I said, what are you doing? Call 911. And the individual who I now realized hours, hours later that it was Kyle pulled out his phone. Now, I don't know who he called or what he did, but he ran away uh, very after that, uh, as the crowd descended on the, the body that uh, mm. I was trying to provide assistance to. Uh, Richie, again, um, thank you for what you do. Um, I, I have to ask this question. Why are you doing this? Glenn, when all of this stuff started after George Floyd uh, was killed or died, um, our team is based in Washington, D.C., and we were there at the White House on the ground when things really started to spiral out of control. And, and as these protest zones sprung up around the country, what we noticed is that nobody was on the ground in the 12 a.m. to 4 a.m. hours when mm-hmm. all of the actual violence takes place. So we, we went to uh, Seattle, for example, and uh, you see all the network news reporters out there, well, it's very much a party-like atmosphere out here. And you'd see them do their day side hits. You'd see them do their hits at 7 p.m. And it was at that time. But they weren't out there at 12 a.m. or 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. when fights were happening with individuals who were, who were all armed with no police officers anywhere to be seen and no chance for police to even come in there because they, 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 they couldn't. So we, I, I knew that that was our video team's responsibility to tell the American public exactly what was going on in those zones at those that time because the prevailing narrative was that you know it was peaceful and all kumbaya and uh, what we saw and what we reported on 
I don't I don't know if this was your video last night, but I saw a sheriff's, you know, armored uh, car come in to Kenosha last night. And these guys had guns. Uh, they were calling the sheriffs all kinds of names. Come on out. Fight. Come on out. Uh, it was ugly. What are you expecting people to do when the feds arrive? It's interesting because what we saw happen in Portland is, I think, very much being reflected here. Uh, the courthouse is really, the, in this case, it's a county courthouse, not a federal courthouse, but it's very much the center of the protests. And actually, they put up a fence that's almost exactly the same construction as the one in Portland. And what happened in Portland is when the feds arrived, things escalated because the perception of uh, the protesters, or whatever you want to call them, was that you know Donald Trump was putting uh, his foot in, in their community. Uh-huh. And I think that this is uh, only the beginning of the protests that we're going to see here in Kenosha as well, similar to what we're seeing in Portland. All right. Richie, thank you. Please stay safe. Please stay safe and reach out if there's anything that I can do for you, you please reach out. You are doing important work. God bless. Thanks. Uh, all right. Times of courage. Times of courage. Okay, so um, I, I want to talk to you a little bit about um, an easy way and a, a less expensive way to shave. And I know you're like, Shaving, man, I just take out my razor and I shave and I use the foam and whatever. Right. Um, let me tell you about something. It comes in a size of about a travel bottle and it's going to last you forever. And uh, you use about five uh, drops of it, maybe three to five uh, on a wet palm. You put it onto your face or you put it on your legs. Ladies can use the, the use this. It's shave secret and it's an essential uh, or I'm sorry. It's a proprietary blend of essential oils and um you just work it into your beard or wherever you're shaving and you just let the blade gr- just glide over your face. It's be the best, closest, uh, cleanest shave you've had. And there's something else about it uh, as well. Um, it's 100 uh, percent natural and it will stop most of the razor burns, the bumps, the ingrown hairs. Uh, it's a really, really good way to shave. And it's the classic way to shave before anybody was, you know, making money on foams and gels and Gillette was like, I can become King Gillette. Yeah. This is the way people used to shave and it's a better way to shave. Try it. You'll see it's available. Shave secret regionally at HEB and Wegmans, but it's also at Walmart and Amazon. And you can go right directly to the source. Shavesecret.com. If you use the promo code back, you'll get a 10% discount. Just try it. It's shavesecret.com. Use the promo code back at 10% off now. You're listening to Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, If you've been listening to me for a long time and you've been following the, you know, things that I said were coming, you you now know that almost everything we warned about is happening right now. Um, uh, Just for those people who, you know, I painted this painting a while back. I don't know if it's ever seen on TV. It's uh, the Van Gogh painting where, you know, he cut off his own ears, except I put my face in it. And I call that. Yeah, but what if he's not crazy? Uh, <laughs> uh, and um, 
<laughs> if you are one of those people who's like, well, maybe he's not crazy. You probably know now. Mm, definitely not crazy. Um, let me just say, uh, 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 raise your situational awareness. Um, it's time to kick it up a notch. And uh, if you have been prepared, uh, you you need to understand that these are the beginnings of times uh, that could lead us into. I mean, I, I think there's a a it's not unreasonable to have a concern that the United States could go to civil war over this next election. The intent from Hillary Clinton is uh, Joe Biden should never concede. And that those are her words. He should not concede. And, uh, you know, we need to bring it to the courts and we've got attorneys and everything else. If we go through a, you know, a 2000 style election, do you remember how we were at each other's throats then? Can you imagine what it would be like, especially when you have organizers that put together the millions of people on the street after the last election, except this time they're pissed off Antifa you know uh, revolutionaries please be aware this is the Glenn Beck program uh, alright let me tell you about Rough Greens uh, Rough Greens is what I'm feeding my dog Pat's feeding his dog and Stu is doing it's actually not dog food it's a supplement you put on the dog food mm-hmm. yeah it's great it's uh, I mean, it just like it, you sprinkle a little on top number one makes them want to eat it <laughs> really like, fast crazy yeah like they want dog to crack it. yeah mm-hmm. dog crack mm-hmm. and then of course it's very healthy and good for them as yeah. well yeah i brought this stuff especially after i saw uno i did it once and uno was just like oh, 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 <laughs> and he hates to eat and we actually brought it to the vet and i'm like okay is this crack is this some sort of <laughs> dog crack uh is he gonna be up on the roof going i'm super dog i can fly <laughs> um and she looked at all the ingredients and she said please feed this to your dog uh, it's got everything your dog needs to be healthy, especially if you're feeding your dog dry dog food. There's nothing good in the dry dog food. You still feed it to them. Just put this on top of it uh, and you'll see the difference. You'll see the difference in your dog in uh, 14 days of the jumpstart bag. If you want, just try just try the jumpstart bag for 14 days, two weeks. See the difference in your dog. Roughgreens.com slash back. Roughgreens.com slash back. 833-GLEN33. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, we haven't even had a chance to talk about uh the convention last night. Yeah, there was uh what was the night before last there were 19.4 million viewers of the RNC convention just to put that into perspective. It is down from the 2016 election, but the 2016 election that night was 19.7. So it is doing really really well and connecting. I can't wait to see it tonight. Uh, it's just driving the left out of their mind, driving them out of their mind. And they're doing anything they can to make people just look horrible. Just doing a Google search for uh, Burgess Owens. He spoke last night. Really, really effective. <laughs> really a good guy. 
the top result. RNC speakers with a past, plagiarism, hostility to immigrants, QAnon, and anti-Muslim bias with his picture next to it. Unbelievable. We are talking uh, to Burgess Owens. Uh, Not any of those things in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Isn't that crazy? Uh, time to step up on your grilling game. Summer, the sun's still beating down. Grilling season's still upon us. If you're like me, that means, oh, you know, I think maybe it will go someplace that uh, is having uh, uh, burgers or, or uh, you know, can we order ribs online? That's before I had a Rectech. Because Rectech, I can just put the ribs in and then turn it on, check it with my phone. It tells me exactly when everything is done, what I need to do, what the temperature is, and I'm in air conditioning the whole time. It is great. It's a Rectech. Yeah, I want you to do your own homework because Rectech has revolutionized the entire industry. They've done it with smart grill technology. This thing is built like a freaking tank. I mean, somebody comes to take, you know, to take your house and, you know, just get inside the Rectech. <laughs> it's not quite that big, but yeah, I mean, I think you'd be safe in that thing. It is built like a tank. I don't know that climbing inside your grill is good advice to give. Well, you, might wanna, you, you might want to make sure it can't operate. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> I just say anyway, uh, check it out now. Do your own homework. This will be the this will be the last grill you'll ever want to buy because it's just great. And you compare it side by side with the nearest competitor. There's no choice. Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. That's Rectech. Rectech.com. Go there now. R-E-C-T-E-C-Q.com. I want to play a couple of clips from last night. Here's Burgess Owens on what the people want you to believe. I was raised in the South during the days of Jim Crow and the KKK. Even through the challenges of segregation, We were taught that anything is possible in America. When I was 22 years old, I thought all my dreams had come true when I was drafted by the New York Jets. Ten years later, with a Pro Bowl nod and a Super Bowl championship under my belt, I left the NFL to start a business. I thought I could never fail, but years later I did, and I lost everything. As I moved my family of six into a one-bedroom basement apartment in Brooklyn, New York, I had a choice to make. To feel sorry for myself, or get to work. I worked as a chimney sweep during the day and a security guard at night. It was humbling to be recognized cleaning a chimney by someone who once cheered me as an NFL fan. But those hard days would pay off mm-hmm. and eventually I started a career, rewarding career in the corporate world. We live in a country where we're encouraged to dream big, where second chances are at the core of our American DNA. We don't hear that same message from Nancy Pelosi's Congress career politicians, elitists, and even a former bartender want us to believe it's impossible. They want us to believe that what I did, what my great-great-grandfather did, is impossible for ordinary Americans. Burgess Sowens is uh, with us now. Burgess, first of all, hello, Gov. I didn't know you were a chimney. <laughs> I didn't know you were a chimney sweep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's a, that's a, it, was a, it was a very important chapter in my life, to be honest with you. It's called a humbling process. Yeah. It was good. I, it was bet, good. It, I then, bet it was. I mean, I, yeah. I, know, I know what it's like to be at the top of the world and then not be at the top of the world. And that is a really difficult thing to, if you don't expect, if you don't, 
accept that as a great lesson of humility it can really drive you crazy congratulations well, thank you, Glenn. And I'll tell you that this is the, the, the thing that, that one American could tell the other, the greatest words, nine words of hope. If I can do it, you can do it. And we all go through our obstacles. That's what we have to realize. There's nobody exempt from it. We just have to embrace it, not hoard those tough times. Let people know, listen, I, I, I know what it looks like. So country, as long as you dream big, as long as you hang tough and just keep up the good work, keep the faith. Good things that happen in this country. That's what it's all about. So I noticed during your speech, um, they put last night, they started putting up uh, to uh, register to vote, text this number. Uh, and uh, I, I think that the RNC has done the best job of reaching out to a community that they have only just kind of scratched the surface because they've never believed it was worth the time that nobody would ever change their vote that no black person would ever vote for a republican over a democrat uh and this convention is so different than any rnc convention i've ever seen well, you know what it is? We, we're at a point, Glenn, and I'm, 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 you know, we look at it, this, this has been a really rough year, but it's also a year in which there's no more gray. We're seeing, for, for, to no question, what we've been talking about for years. It's no longer hypothetical what socialism and Marxism looks like. We see it full face, and we have Americans across the board can finally have conversations about what we don't want. We want light. We want, we want hope. We want opportunity. We don't want dark, the depression. Uh, death and destruction that, that's, that's we never have been there and i, I think that the uh, the left just because they have no vision they have no idea they've pushed it they pushed this way too far and american people are just not gonna put up with it so uh burgess let me ask you this i i know, you know to some degree because i've been told what it is like to be a conservative and black um and so many times and i, I i've had this experience being conservative in new york where people will come up and say, I'm conservative too, but don't say anything. Um, is that changing in the, in the black community where they're not whispering as much? Are you seeing Oh my it? goodness. It's a sea change. It is. I think the greatest, the greatest president of president Obama was that he's such a lousy president that black people finally say, you know, whatever happened to hope and change, what really was the deal? And we have people literally, when I go through the airports, black people wearing MAGA hats, we have, we have a walkaway campaign. We have the, the Blexit. Uh, that is what's scaring the left so much. They have dep- they have been addicted to us for decades, and we're finally realizing that we're walk not not just walking away, we're sprinting away. So no, I'm excited about what's happening, and and for those who are just kind of, you know, what I think is going to happen, those who still don't quite understand all of the the uh, the, the the ways that we believe in our in our party, they're realizing when they see that their homes being destroyed or their 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 lives their their business being just up up in it. They're realizing that there's something wrong with the part they were part of. And all we have to do is have more voices like ours, and that's going to continue to, to, to move us in the right direction. I feel very, very hopeful, Glenn, for what's happening across the country. Um, you know, it was a lot easier to make this case before COVID um, because people were actually seeing it. Now they're struggling again, and the, the black communities, and it's not helping in some cities when they're burning things down to the ground. Antifa is doing that. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, is how is the attitude towards the economy? Because when people are hungry, uh, you know they they they're hungry. Well, here's the deal: um, when you have black people who all they want is life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, 
and they see these uh, these white BLM dot uh, ink people coming through uh, with a few blacks that are kind of with them. They see Antifa, and they're destroying their their community, destroying their livelihood, uh, and they're telling they're telling us they need to defund. The black community is finally getting it that they never have been a priority to the left. And then, and then, and the more messages we get out there, like we're doing right now, the more they're gonna they're gonna understand it. So I, I think there's gonna be a big sea change. To be honest with you, and and I'll say this, Glenn. Uh, I, I've always believed that the black community and the Hispanic community and the Asian, those minorities that we've been kind of mar- marginalized to a degree are going to be the communities that as we pull ourselves back from the abyss, we'll pull our entire country back. History will be told that it was the black, it was the, commu- the minority communities that truly was the salvation for our nation because we're getting it, we're waking up, and as we do so, the left has so little power and they, can't, they cannot get their illegals in fast enough to replace it. So, uh, and they can't get enough fraudulent uh, 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 ballots in to replace us. So this will go down in history as, 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 as the minorities, those who had trouble in assimilating, as being the, 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 the people that bring our country back and show the rest of the world what America really looks like. Um, Bert, we're talking to Burgess Owens. He is a candidate. You're the fourth district in Utah, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, not something, I, I mean, I've known you for a long time, not something that you've ever wanted to do, <laughs> uh, which, which I, I, I think you should wear that as a badge of honor. Um, well, well, you know, Glenn, when our conversation is always about uh, the second chance of little youth, it was all about the kids that, that we all believe is, is our, our future. And I realized this time last year that if we don't get the house back, our kids here in Utah, around the country, do not have a chance. Because it's always been about policies. And as we know, the left, the elitists, love to put in policies to keep people miserable, dependent, and hopeless. And you see that now across the country. So and, and, and we have such a good group. I'll say that those that are listening, look at your, your district. If you, have a, if you have a Republican that's standing, vote for him or her, support them. This is a, this is a very different class of uh, individuals that are patriots, that know how to replicate a president who understands what American love and leadership looks like. We can change this country in such a big way by getting in the House, putting some more backbone in our Senate, and allowing our president to have four more years. We, I, I say this, we have a renaissance ahead of us. Great things will come together, and we'll, we'll finally point out who our true enemy is. And it's not each other. It's that hard left Marxist socialist has done so much damage to so many who trusted them in the past. Um, we're talking to Burgess Owens. Um, Burgess, when you stood on the stage last night and did that, can you just take me, th- just a personal kind of thing. Okay. Take me through what it's like to receive a call from whomever. Does the White House call you and say, yeah. we, we want you to speak? And then to find yourself on a stage knowing that 20 million people are listening to your words. What is the pressure like? What is it? What is that like? Thank goodness, Glenn. We didn't talk. You were, you were going to tell me those 20 million people. I might have had a different uh, approach on it if I had known that. But, but here's the thing. This is, what, this is where dreams can come true. Two years ago, I wrote, I wrote my last book, uh, Why I Stand. And I was hoping, not thinking about politics, hoping to just get a presence so I can some way be to go across the country and help give a voice to those, those who are running for office that needed my voice. And so, and I've always hoped that maybe, hopefully, I can maybe be part of a convention. Maybe my voice could be there. So for me, for me to get that call, it was, it was just a confirmation. Dream big. Go toward it. Know that there's a, there's a perfect plan out there. If you want to make a difference, Heavenly Father will find a way for you to do that. And I just thought it was a, just remarkable. And, and to get through it and, 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 and for them to say finally, you know, that, it, that, it, that the talk worked out pretty good, 
for me, that was just a, a magic moment. I could relax and now mm. go back and enjoy. So it was, it was, it was a good one. It really was an exciting moment. That's good. We'll watch you uh, go through this whole cycle. Um, and thank you for everything that you have done. Uh, you were um, fantastic on our special this summer when you were out at Gettysburg talking about. Was it your great grandfather? Your great 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 grandfather Sounds Burgess, and and everybody's beginning to know about him. And I'm so thankful because that is the American dream. That's the American way. Tell it no real quick. How you get here? Tell okay. it real quick. Great great grandfather Sounds Burgess came here in the belly of a slave ship, eight years old. Was was uh, escaped to the north of the Underground Railroad. Got out to Texas. Became a successful entrepreneur. Started the first uh, uh, first black church. The first black elementary school. Uh, purchased 102 acres of land. Paid off in two years. And was a tremendous christian who, who who was able to forgive because of the people he met coming across the plains and realized that that all bad all, all whites were not bad there were good americans out there helping them to to make it happen and that's what we the people glenn have always done if we ever if we ever learn our history we can never ever start uh, go the, the the racist way because we have been so good to helping each other out and doesn't matter what our color are what our religion is we the people have done great things we just have to remember that and he's a good example of that by the way Burgess, thank you so much. It's an honor to be your friend. Burgess4Utah.com. Burgess4Utah.com. Thank you so much, Burgess. Thank you, Glenn. All right, bye-bye. We got to get him to win. He needs to win. Maybe great. Yeah. You know, but by the way, the last uh, the last poll, there's only been one poll that I've seen uh, from that race. It was an exact tie. So this is a very, you know, very winnable for Burgess. He'd be great in Congress. Uh, and it's in Utah. It's a swing district. I can't believe that he wouldn't win, but, you know, I, I don't know who the American people are anymore. I, re- I really don't. I really don't. I think he's the right guy with the right message he right is. now. He is. He is. American um, Financing, NMLS, 182334, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right. Fiscally responsible people, listen up. Um, you're looking at 2020 and going, well, I hope 2021 isn't worse. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Anyway, um, 2021, uh, let's just say you want to save money. Let's just say you want to put yourself in a, in a position to you're able to weather as many storms as possible. Uh, the market has been crazy. It's it's all over the place, depending on where you're living. Um, if you're so many people are trying to move into um, into other uh, other states. Gee, I wonder why uh, uh, you're right now looking at a, a situation to where you could get two and a half percent interest on a new loan. Um, if Fannie and Freddie Mac are are smelling that trouble is coming, they start charging now a point five percent refinance fee. And they've moved that date from September 1st to December 1st. So there's a little more time, but you're going to start getting extra charges. Uh, and and I would highly recommend if you're looking for a house, you're moving, get your mortgage from American Financing. If you want to save money on the mortgage you have, if you have 4% interest rate right now on your mortgage, do you realize how much money you are just pouring down the sink? Refi. Uh, if you have interest on your credit cards that are 15, 20%. Do you know how much money you can save? Pay all of that debt down. Now is the time. Don't let a crisis go to waste. Call American Financing right now. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds. Station ID. 
Hi, Stu. Glenn, how are you? Oh. Feeling com- confident today? Happy? Mm. Mm. I'm actually very excited to see uh, what happens at the convention tonight. I think this is going to be a very big night. Big speech for Trump. I mean, you, big speech. You figure the campaign seems to believe that they have about four chances here to make an impact for the American people. You have tonight and three debates. Uh, obviously, the strategy of of showing Biden as relatively incapable of speech uh, goes more to these debates. Tonight is the night for Trump to kind of tell his story. And there's look, there's a lot of good things to tell. I mean, it's tough because with COVID, it is a difficult thing to say, which he has to say all the time. Before this, the economy was going great. Mm-hmm. It's hard for people to remember even going to restaurants in a lot of places in this country right now, let alone remember when the economy was great. We were trying, to, we were trying to remember because we're going to the uh, movies uh, next week. What's the new movie coming out? We've been waiting Tenet? for it. Yeah, Tenet. Mm. Uh, so we're going to go to the movie um, next week. And uh, Tanya and I were talking. We're like, when was the last? I mean, we go to movies every oh, week. Oh, yeah. You're big every movie big movie bus, people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, we were like, what was the la-? we couldn't even remember the last movie we saw. Yeah. I mean, it, it, our lives have changed dramatically. It really they really have. You know, I've been to two movies since the movies have reopened. Um, and uh, it is weird. The first one I went to, I went with Pat right after the radio show. One day we went to go see a terrible Vin Diesel movie. <laughs> was it released? Now? It was released in March. So when they open up the theaters, there's one theater near our studios that opened before every, everyone else basically in the state, right when they were allowed to, like day one. And they showed, they just kept all the movies that were in there in March, just kept them in. So we went and that was the only one that we had seen. Diesel. Oh, it was bad. <laughs> it's, it's Vin a, Diesel. Oh, it was not a good movie. It's Vin Diesel. It was, but I mean, you think. It's Vin Diesel. <laughs> I've seen Fast and Furious, many of uh-huh. the 47 that have been uh-huh. released. Uh-huh. And as you might point out. It's Vin Diesel. Right. But right. like you see the dumb explosions. Right. There's a couple of funny scenes. Yeah. And then uh, there's Vin, Vin Diesel. Diesel. And he's not good. <laughs> um, because he's Vin Diesel. But like, let's just say. Let's say, you know, Rotten Tomatoes has the yeah. scale of like, uh, you know, zero to 100%. Mm-hmm. What if there was a Vin Diesel only Rotten Tomatoes, which only rated Vin Diesel okay, movies and would right. rate the best Vin Diesel movie ever made Where 100%? Where would this one that you saw? Like 10%. <laughs> and the 100% is just the best Vin, Vin Diesel, Diesel movie ever. Yes. Wow. So it's a major, major difference. Wow. I, what was the name of that so I can avoid it? I want to say it was called blood spot wow yeah wow blood spot <laughs> starring vin diesel was bad ha. it wasn't a good decision <laughs> i will no. i will say that i mean you would say avoid it like the plague yeah uh, <laughs> yeah i probably should probably should have you probably should have it's funny you, you were could, begging for the plague you halfway could, through you can actually see the video of pat and i going to see this movie because we were all excited and we did this big build-up of like we're going to do this like life death defying thing we're going to go to a movie theater this is when none of the none of them in the country are open at this point and we go in you can see like we're excited it's this thing we haven't done in so long on the way out we're like so the movie's over <laughs> and uh, it sucked because you would go from like really excited to then realizing the movie stars vin diesel yes uh so uh i saw that and i saw i actually saw outpost too have you seen have you heard of outpost it was based on the jake tapper book about this afghanistan 
uh, it, it, war situation where they yeah. were, they had this area. It's supposed to be good. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. I mean, it was very violent. My wife, it was too violent for my wife. Uh, who went to go see it? She was. Now, this is someone who used to love going to see horror movies all the time. Uh, that's changed, and now uh, <laughs> every time someone gets shot, she closes her eyes. Yeah. In that movie, we didn't see much of anything. Right. If, if you if you had that policy, uh, let me. Uh, let, uh, can we pick this conversation up eh. uh, with an observation next? Uh oh. This <laughs> is the Glenn Beck program. Wives should not listen. Uh, moving forward, specifically. Our wives should not listen. A recent statement by Bloomberg, uh, the Fed will likely wrap up asset purchases. I mean, doesn't that sound, that doesn't sound bad. Oh, they're going to ramp up asset purchases, but they're going to have assets. Right. What are those assets? Have you thought? What are those assets? Nice things. Your home, your home, your business, your company, stocks. Oh, so they're going to print a bunch of money and they're going to buy a bunch of stocks so they could be large shareholders in these companies. <gasps> That's great. Are you out of your mind? Don't you see where we're going? This can't last. It cannot last. Please, I want you to call Goldline right now. They are offering a new free silver coin, the Heroes of Two Nations silver bullion coin, with the purchase of every gold liberty coin. These are the ones that I have been buying. Goldline, I didn't get that deal. Goldline, find out how to get the free silver special just for being one of my listeners. Call them now, 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. And go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks. And a quick reminder to both of our wives, stop listening now. Vin Diesel. This is the Glenn Beck program. Tonight, the president speaks, accepts the nomination of his party, uh, and we'll have all the coverage for you uh, on uh, tomorrow and be watching it right along with you and be commenting, I'm sure, on uh, Twitter and Facebook and whatever. Uh, I'm, I'm actually excited to see it. He is not a good teleprompter speaker. He is best off the cuff, and he's also best live. Um, when you see him in person, it's a totally different experience and it doesn't come across the same way as it does in person. He is, uh, he's a, he, he knows how to work a crowd and he knows he's funny. He is actually funny. His timing, his comedic timing is really good. And I didn't realize it until I saw him speak live. And when you do, you're like, I see why everybody goes. It's really fun uh it's like you're hanging out with the president it's like you know he'll start reading part of his speech and then he'll be like yeah but let me tell you what really happened it's i mean it's just crazy it's crazy uh so we'll see uh how he does uh tonight but i think the convention so far has been a dramatic success uh and uh and really really good last night my wife and i may have not watched all of the convention uh, because we are fans of Yellowstone. Have you watched Yellowstone yet? I've heard nothing but really good things about it, but I've not watched it. At this all would yet. be in the old days. This would be the number one show on television. I think. Really? Yeah. It, it's I mean, Kevin it Costner, is, right? Kevin Costner. 
Uh, it's ranchers up in uh, Wyoming, and they just have, or is it Montana? They just have a really different way of living. And it's kind of like, uh, you know, <laughs> last night there was a line where the, the cattlemen all get together and they say, you know, to the, to the new guy who's the head of livestock and, and protection and everything else. And he's like, you know, I have to tell you, you need to be governor. He's like, well, I don't, you know, I really don't think. He's like, no, I'm telling you, you're exactly what Montana wants. Somebody steals your cow, you kill them, and you take the cattle back. <laughs> and it's like, oh, oh, okay, all right, there you go. Uh, but we were watching that last night, and it. Uh, I mean, do you remember? You're probably too young. You probably you might remember who shot Jr. Yeah, yeah, okay, right. for Dallas. Dallas, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this I'm, is like who shot Jr. on steroids. We we forgot that it was a season finale, and like uh, this one is who shot all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they they've all been shot. And it's like, uh, wait, what? It, it's, it's a great show. Kevin Costner is great in it. It is the best, uh, I don't even know what you would call her, villain that you love. You know how you love to, you see people who are just like really bad, but you're kind of rooting for them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This woman is, she's not a, she's not a good person. Um, no? But, you, but she's fighting for her dad and everything else, but she is just ruthless and she is the best hero villain i think i've ever seen on television and when you find out that she's english i can't even imagine it i can't imagine it because she just seems like a foul-mouthed american rancher it's great you would love this show yeah uh, yeah I, i gotta check this out okay so now my wife and your wife should uh not be anywhere near the radio um unfortunately uh, my wife now has friends uh, that text message her and say, did you hear what he said? Thanks a lot. Oh, so you're right. Elena, has- I'm talking about you. Yes. Does she know she's evil? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. She does now. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, so, so uh, I don't know if you've noticed this, and it's kind of a slow boil, but, and maybe I'm the only one that's noticed have you noticed that almost every show now is almost full out pornography? <laughs> Has anybody else noticed what that? What channel are you watching exactly? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, you know, I watch the the Peacock Network. Oh, okay, okay that's NBC. It's a right? new thing. Yeah, yeah, I haven't been on that. And yet. I haven't been on it either. It was free, so I just, you know, I'm looking for shows. And their number one show, what was it? It was on uh, Oh, Brave New World. I'm just I'm straight up just I mean I don't need to see uh, the you know the, the letter stuffed in the envelope I'm saying you know what I mean I don't need to see <laughs> is there no subtlety anymore when has everything become so pornographic I uh, just meaning you're seeing a lot of nudity in these you're shows. Seeing, no 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 you're not seeing a lot of well yes you're seeing a lot of nudity but you're also it, it's it's they're they're absolutely unwatchable if you are, if you remember who, you know, you used to be, mm-hmm. you know, before COVID. Yeah. And you were trapped in the house and you're watching everything. And now you're watching it and you're like, oh, yeah, it's just a couple of people saying the F word, smoking crack, oh. having uh, sex uh, in, in, wow, ways I didn't know you could have sex. 
what what do you need honey <laughs> i mean it's it's yeah. like it's it has gone so far there is tell me the shows you can watch with your family well ozark's pretty good for the kids yeah uh, right uh, yeah no but it's and, and ozark and i mean last night in this way <laughs> the kids uh, tanya's like i did the yellowstone is just so the language on it i'm like honey Honey, there's <laughs> nothing else to watch. There's nothing else. <laughs> Everything is like this. This is tame. This is like Sesame Street now. Yeah. Even Oscar the Grouch is like, F you. <laughs> I mean, you're like, what? Well, he is a grouch. I'm in here with Big Bird. We're banging down here in the garbage can. F you. <laughs> What happened to Sesame Street? <laughs> I saw that episode. It was really weird. Yeah. It, was a, it seemed out of character for both Big Bird and well, Oscar. Apparently, they've evolved. Yeah. Uh, hey, it happens. Um, I think part of this is this thing that we've talked about with the golden age of television, which I really think is where we are right it now. Is. It's, these shows are so well done, but they're no longer they no longer need to be made for wide audiences yeah, but can they so can they, somebody make something for what i think is a wide audience that wants to watch something with their kids can anyone make that it's tough because it's it's what's making them better too because they don't have to cater to this broadcast sort of vibe they don't have I, to head everything but now but anyone, they also can just and, insert and, all this and, crap in anyone it and, anyone mm-hmm. is there no market for somebody who's just like i you know there should be i, I know pat watches a lot of these shows but he watches them on with VidAngel, Angel. which edit will we'll edit out yeah we've got that we we have that we just downloaded that okay well that so we be have a, that because they have it, that works it only Netflix. took out of yellowstone it only took like a minute and a half out and so I, okay uh, you know try have you seen episodes we watched three episodes of episodes. Oh, it's, it's anyway with, show. Yeah, oh, it's know. with uh, Joey, uh, Matt LeBlanc. Oh, okay. And, you know, so you have to be at the bottom of the barrel when you're like, <laughs> I'm going to watch the Matt LeBlanc show. Uh, but we watched like the first three episodes and it was really funny and really smart and really going someplace. And then it's, I mean, I'm not kidding you. It's every line is sexual and they whatever they i mean and they show and it's put that in vid angel you get the titles right right. that's it you get the opening and the clothes nothing else you get all the names a lot of there's a lot of f-bombs well you know the names are okay the names are okay yeah that's good uh yeah no it is it is it's where we go we're going i mean i I talked about this and no one seemed to care because we were in the middle of a global pandemic at the time but like the fact that ESPN aired that Michael Jordan documentary with yes. nonstop yes. f bombs on regular television. I mean, it was cable, obviously, it's ESPN, but not on you know their premium service, not on any sort of something you just, watch. Guys, I assume you know sit down and watch ESPN with their sons watching. Totally, right? I, I can't. You can't do it right now. You can't because you don't know when. That, like I wanted to show them that. I want to show my son that documentary in particular because, you know, you're talking about probably the best, arguably the best basketball team of all time, clearly and inarguably the best basketball player of all time. Uh, And I wanted to show him who the best basketball player was just in case someone at some point tried to tell him it was LeBron James. So I could he would know in advance how dumb that argument was. And I couldn't even show the thing to him because even the edited version, which they ran on another channel, the, the ESPN two ran the ones with the beeps. Which is, mm-hmm. I thought, fascinating. Weird. Should have been the other way around. Right. ESPN 1 runs the ones the full-out F-bomb every 10 seconds version. I can't show that to my kid. I can't even show that to my kid. He's nine years old. I'm not going to show it to him even with all the beeps in it. 
And it's like you think you give them some sort of version. This is a, this should be a mass appeal thing to watch with your children because nobody, no one. I mean, I mean, you know, we lived in New York, so we've heard we've heard fine, delicate ladies using language that ladies just don't use. <laughs> and remember, who was it said? I think it was Mike Huckabee or something. You know, eight years ago said, I am, I am, people are using the F word here in New York. Women, ladies are using the F word. And I was like, you not been to New York before? <laughs> um, but now it's like, there is no language rule anymore. That You know, you'd be on TV, you know, you don't want to swear and whatever. Everybody, everybody, everybody in, in bigger cities, especially. But I think it's happening in smaller cities now, too everybody it's the language it is you know i'm watching have you ever you know watched stuff on the bbc yeah some, okay yeah. their language they their words don't mean the same things as ours do right. you know they, there's a few yeah they use the c word and the t word which are the same uh here in america uh and uh they don't mean that over right, there right and so you're kind of watching you're like oh my oh my gosh but they've been loose with things, you know, Benny Hill. We haven't been. Now, I think we're worse. Now it's like you watch British TV and they're a little more buttoned up. You know, they were, yeah. we were the Puritans. The English, the English were much worse than we were. They were loose with, with standards much worse than we were. We were the Puritans. Now we're like, hey, pornography right over here. Eight o'clock, bring your kids. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of that stuff has just gone out the window with, because you have like the major effects of the actual COVID and right. the, the economy, and that's what everyone's focused on. And then you have all the, the race stuff and all that stuff that's gone on. Like a few layers down from that, you have, I don't know, is bourbon okay at 7 a.m.? Yes, <laughs> yes. I'm sure. Why not? You know, you know, yeah. That's out the window now. Right. And I think all these things, all these standards, we've just all been so frustrated with everything that we've thrown them out the window. Everyone's gained like 50 pounds. And now I was at 50. I mean, well, are you working out? Well, I'm talking <laughs> mid-May. <laughs> uh, but you have that going on. And then the th guarding these little cultural lines that we normally would be focused on is just not a priority of anyone. So they're just going crazy. And they're just it's, letting everything fly. It's, it is crazy. It is something uh, that, uh, I mean, and I just, I know somebody's going to do it. There is a market out there. There's a market out there. But you can't get Netflix or Amazon to pick it up. They don't want it. Why? You think like Disney Plus would want it, right? And maybe that's what they're going to try oh, to do. Disney Plus? I don't know. No, 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 no. I don't even start with Disney. You're not a big Disney fan anymore, are you? Oh, no, I'm not a big Disney <laughs> fan anymore. No, I am I am not a big Disney fan. I, I used to take my I would be the first to take my kids. I would be, even without kids, I'd be the first to see the new real big Disney movie. Now it's like, you know what's in that thing, kids? Yeah, <laughs> you're that guy now. I'm that guy now. It's not fun. Uh, but in my day, uh, Patriot Mobile. Now look, do you ever feel like everything is against you like everything it was like really they the socialists have taken that too uh everything everything uh with your cell phone they are giving the big cell phone providers are giving money to planned parenthood giving money to you know anti-second amendment stuff you know and they have a right to do that but i don't want my money going there Patriot Mobile is the only one. Patriot Mobile is not shelling out money to leftist causes. 
if you are using big mobile right now you're getting great cell phone coverage because they got these big fancy towers and they're great but you every time you make a phone call you are providing money to planned parenthood or other places like that um now here's the secret patriot mobile you're going to get the same coverage because those big fancy towers everyone's on them they're the same towers everyone's on those towers so you get the same coverage you get nicer people on the phone when you have a problem uh and lower prices there's no hidden fees no oh yeah well this was nah uh they don't gouge your eyes out and they take a portion of their profits and they give them to things like, for instance, uh, I think this month uh, they are giving them to veterans and first responders. And, and if you're a veteran or first responder, you even you even get a cheaper deal um, than than, you know, people like me, which I feel that is wrong. Nine, seven, two, Patriot, nine, seven, two, Patriot. Call that number. Make this the last cell phone uh, call you make on Big Mobile, where they are just working against you when you're sleeping. 972-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Switch right now. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. There's a couple of uh, pieces of audio I want, to, I want you to hear from uh, last night. Uh, first, uh, Governor Kristi Noem on the Democrat-run cities. Listen to what she said. Now, at times, our country has struggled to live up to our founding principles. Another great American, Abraham Lincoln, knew that struggle better than anybody. When he was just 28 years old, Honest Abe saw wild and furious passions worse than savage mobs, he said, taking the place of reasoned judgment. He was alarmed by the increasing disregard for the rule of law throughout the country. He was concerned for the people that had seen their property destroyed, their families attacked, and their lives threatened or even taken away. These good people were becoming tired of and disgusted with. I mean, can, a we stop? can we stop? Can we stop? Whatever she's saying is important. But uh, uh, look at her arms. She is. I mean, that's Where's Michelle. Michelle. Ob- that's Michelle. I'll put those arms against Michelle Obama's arms. Yeah. Why aren't they talking about Christy Noem's arms? Because right. well, the that's same reason all- they're not talking about uh, Melania Trump. Right. I mean, here's someone who op- I mean, look, it's not even fair. She's no. obviously the most beautiful first lady in American history. It's not even fair. She's a supermodel. No. Right. I mean, so. It, and you know what? Jackie O would have been a supermodel in, in her day yeah you know maybe i think she 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 could have been she's very obviously very pretty as everyone would recognize and she'd be this she'd be in second but blatantly in second right yeah oh yeah melania trump obvious class it's not even fair she it was her profession she was walking down the into the rose garden and i'm like this is the longest runway she's ever been on you (laughs) know but like no one ever says no one ever says you know i don't like her husband or whatever but Mm -hmm. she is gorgeous and well poised and you know speaks five languages Mm -hmm. Just amazing. Just amazing. All right. We'll see you tomorrow on radio.